This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning. I'm Marshall Davis. One of the most difficult things for a Christian to overcome when experiencing and communicating the reality of non-dual awareness is the vocabulary. It is a stumbling block to use the biblical term. Christians are used to the religious vocabulary of the Gospels and the Apostle Paul and other biblical writers. Many of us grew up in the church or became part of a church later. When it comes to spiritual matters, Christianese is our native tongue. We think and talk in Christian theological language. But non-duality is usually expressed in words and concepts drawn from Eastern religious traditions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Taoism, and similar faiths. When Christians first get a glimpse of the one reality that is our true nature, we don't know how to talk about it using the language of Christianity, and often when we do try to express it, we are greeted by puzzled expressions or criticized by our fellow Christians, especially in more conservative churches. Our Christian sisters and brothers think we have strayed from the faith and drifted into heresy, and possibly even losing our salvation. They suspect that we are turning our backs on the gospel and trespassing into the forbidden territory of Eastern religions. For those reasons, many Christians who have experienced this reality of who and what we are often jettison their religious heritage. This is not necessary. Unitive awareness is an integral part of historic Christianity. We can find the non-dual message in the early Christian Gnostics, the Desert Fathers of Eastern Orthodoxy and the mystical writings of Roman Catholicism. It is also present in modern, progressive, and contemplative forms of Protestant Christianity. It's also in the Bible, especially the teachings of Jesus, but also in the writings attributed to the Apostles Paul and John. Christians do not have to leave Christianity behind and leave the Bible language behind and adopt a different language and religious terminology. In fact, if we stay in our Christian religious tradition, we can have a role in reclaiming it for the original message of Jesus, which was the non-dual awareness that he called the kingdom of God. Today, in this session, I want to explore one example of how the teachings and vocabulary of the Apostle Paul are actually expressions of what we call non-duality. I think that the Apostle Paul had a mystical opening that we call unitive awareness that happened in what is normally referred to as his conversion, but which is better referred to as an awakening. The rest of his life was devoted to trying to integrate this new reality into his Jewish heritage, his Jewish monotheistic worldview. 
I think he was only partially successful at this. We see him struggling with it in his early letters. But I think his later letters are evidence of a more mature understanding. Many scholars think that letters like Ephesians and Colossians, as well as the pastoral epistles, were written possibly by someone else, just writing in Paul's name. And they, that might be true. But it's also possible that these later letters show a more mature Paul who has integrated unitive awareness into his life and thought. So that in these later letters, he can talk about a vision of reality as being God who is over all and through all and in all. Paul also talks about two different selves in his earlier letters, what non-duality calls the true self as distinguished from the false self or the ego. The Apostle Paul's writings make the same distinction using different language. For the true self, Paul uses the term Christ. I will quote again what I think is the most insightful of Paul's teachings found in the letter to the Galatians, where he says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In Paul's theology, the little self is crucified with Jesus and dies. And the true self, Christ, the risen Christ, lives in him and he in Christ. In fact, this phrase, in Christ, became one of his favorite expressions. In the letter to the Colossians, this is called Christ in us, the hope of glory. The Gospel of John calls Christ the eternal Logos, which underlies the universe. Furthermore, John's Gospel puts these words into the mouth of John the Baptist, he, meaning Christ, he must increase, I must decrease, meaning that our little self must step aside for the big self to be consciously present, or as Christ says in The Imitation of Christ by Thomas A. Kempis, my son, to the degree that you can leave yourself behind, to that degree will you be able to enter into me. In the Gospels, Jesus refers to this as dying to self. He said, whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The word Jesus used here is suke in Greek or psyche which means the psychological self. And this transference of our sense of identity from the small, egoic self to our true, spiritual self is what these are all talking about. The Apostle Paul spends a lot of time in his letters expressing the struggle that he experiences between these two selves. He uses different terms to describe the two selves. He talks about the old self and the new self. Some translations will use the terms old man and new man. He says in his letter to the Romans that the old self was crucified and died so that the new self might live to Christ and live in God. Back in Galatians, Paul uses the words flesh and spirit. We have to understand what he means by that. He's not talking about body and soul. 
When Paul uses the word flesh, he's not talking about the physical body. By the word flesh, he's referring to the self that identifies with the body and seems to inhabit the body. The Greek word he uses here is sarx, which is different than the word that he uses for body, which is soma. The New International Version uses the phrase sinful nature to translate the word sarx in order to distinguish it from the physical body. Paul's sarks or flesh is what we would call the ego or the false self or the little self that is completely identified with the body and its human personality. Paul feels himself sometimes enslaved to this self and expresses his, his desire to be free from it. In Romans, he describes this struggle in passionate detail and then cries out, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Then he answers his own question. Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He is talking about liberation from our identification with what he calls the body of death, which Eckhart Tolle calls the pain body, in order to find our true self and our true nature in the Divine One. Now as I look at who I am, I see I am not my physical body or the psychological ego that is identified with the body. Now those are part of the temporary self for sure, but they're not me. I call that my pet ape, and I have named him Sarx, which is Paul's term for flesh. Let's get serious here. That is literally what we are. Humans are, zoologically speaking, great apes, also known as hominids, along with gorillas and orangutans and, uh, and chimpanzees and bonobos. We share 99% of our DNA with these, our cousins. Scientifically speaking, we are great apes. And when I look at myself in the mirror, when I look at myself on the, on the webcam here, on the computer, that's what I see. I see a great ape with all of the physical instincts and mental habits of an ape. An ape dressed in clothing, like something out of the planet of the apes. I also see the personality that this simian brain has constructed to function in human ape society. Now you can't look at yourself in the mirror in this way without seeing that. When you see it, it's humorous. When you see what you really are, physically and psychologically, you can never take yourself too seriously again. On the other hand, when you see what you really are spiritually, your true eternal nature, then you are overwhelmed at the vastness and the infinity. That is what the Bible means by saying that we are created in the image of God. I am the awareness in which this great ape appears. But my pet ape doesn't like that. It wants the big central role. It wants attention. It thinks it is the star of the show. To be honest, I go back and forth between these two selves, between being aware of what I really am and slipping back into my identity as Sarks, the pet ape. 
That's what the Apostle Paul was talking about and his struggle between the two selves. I think it was also the reality behind Robert Louis Stevenson's book, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Stevenson was brought up in a devout Calvinist home steeped in biblical thinking. So the biblical distinction between flesh and spirit, the old self and the new self, is what non-duality means by little self and big self, true self and false self, the divine and the ego. It's just different language. Now there are other examples that I could cite as well, but I'll not get into those here. Suffice it to say for now that we can use traditional biblical and Christian terminology to express unitive awareness. And this is not distorting biblical language or Christianity to do that. In fact, it is reclaiming the original spiritual message of Jesus, which has been overshadowed by a later intellectualized church teaching about Jesus. Now, I'm sure I'm going to get more into this again at some other point, but that's enough for today. As Paul would say, grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Mm-hmm.